Welcome to the Successfully Unemployed Show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I'm here to help you learn how to quit that J-O-B, that just overbroke job, by any means possible. It could be starting a business, doing a side hustle, being a freelancer, or a public speaker. And today, I'm bringing on a super awesome public speaker who gets paid to get on stage and talk to thousands of people at the same time and does it to be successfully unemployed, and you can too. All right, let's start the show. Welcome to the Successfully Unemployed Show, the place where ordinary people become extraordinary by finding the path to financial freedom through entrepreneurship, side hustles, and passive income. We've already blazed the path, showing you how to retire early and have financial independence so you will never work for someone else again. And now, here's your host, Dustin Heiner. Hey, hey, what's up, guys? Super pumped, as always, to have you here with me on the Successfully Unemployed show. Now, did you know, like, the number one fear that most people have is public speaking? You know, getting on stage and talking to somebody or lots of somebodies in one room where you are doing public speaking. You're up on stage. Everybody's looking at you. It's mostly a one-way communication where you're talking to them. Now they can ask questions and have you raise your hands and maybe stand up and move around and things like that, but it's all on you. And thinking about the number one fear that most people have, another fear that most people have is actually quitting their job or giving up something that they think is financially stable. They think that we'll always have this next paycheck coming in. Well, if you've been listening to my show for long at all, I tell you how I actually had my paycheck ripped away from me. Now, it was a whole long story that I go through, but I'm not going to go through it now. Basically, after I had my fourth child, literally like a week or two later, after my wife had her fourth child, I got laid off. And what I literally thought was stable and secure, which is a paycheck, was ripped away from me. That is most fearful is that you can't provide for your family. How much more worrisome if you don't have money from a job? Now, for somebody who has these fears, pushing past any of these fears is really tough to do. But what they say is courage. Courage is not absence of fear where you're just, you know, blindly going in anything or heading rushing headlong and not having fear. That's not courage. Courage is acting in the face of fear or moving forward in the face of fear. Like you're afraid to go and do something. But even though you're afraid, you tell yourself, self, I'm going to make myself do this. In fact, what I personally love to do is put myself in challenges or in positions where I need to step outside of my comfort zone. So that comfort zone where you feel like, man, I can literally live here all day long. Well, when you get out of that comfort zone, that is when you start to challenge your fears. That's where you start to actually get out of what you're normally used to and go after something bigger. Go after something bigger and better and something that's going to change your life. Like just listening to the show, The Successfully Unemployed Show, you're going to be getting lots of ideas of other people who have taken, I guess, taken the plunge is one way to say it, but they've faced their fears. They've quit their job because 
either they saw something that they were doing that would potentially be able to replace their income or like me, where I saw what I wanted to be, which was an investor. And I started working towards that day after day after day, all the while still working for somebody else. But I was starting to handle and crush those fears. Eventually, just like all fears, that courage builds up to where we are now able to take on those fears with courage. Now, our bodies tend to do things that we don't necessarily want it to do. Meaning, let's say you're trying to run a marathon. Now, I will actually pause that and say, my goal in life is to never run a marathon. And uh, praise the Lord, I'm 43 now, and I'm I'm actually on track to, to make that goal, to never run a marathon. Now, with that, some people actually have that goal. And when they get off the couch and start putting one foot in front of the other, what happens is momentum starts to build. What you were fearful of, and you're probably still fearful of the next step, but that next step gets easier to pass through, to get to and take that fear and build up the courage to take that next step. And as you keep moving forward, that momentum builds and the strength builds, your body builds up and you also have that fear lessen. Same thing with public speaking, same thing with trying to quit your job, even going to your boss and say, boss, I quit and I am going to be on my own. If you make yourself do things that you don't think you possibly can, well, if you are in your mind are thinking, I can't do it, well, that means you won't do it. You're choosing to not do that. Anybody and everybody can public speak. I've done lots of public speaking, and I'm blessed that the public speaking is not something that I'm really naturally afraid of. But with that, there are so many people that are afraid of it. And I would say that I'm afraid of other things. There are other things that I'm afraid of, but what I do is I act in courage. Now, I know because I read the Bible, we're not supposed to be fearful of anything except God, except the Lord. The Lord is the only thing we are to be fearful of because he is awesome and powerful and infinite and the creator of everything. Outside of that, we're not supposed to be fearful of anything. So there's something that you want to do in your life that you know is big. You know, you're dreaming big, you're thinking big, you want to move forward. Let's say it's public speaking. Let's say it's something else to buying that first rental property or starting that um, freelance business where you're starting to get clients and customers. You're nervous about possibly telling your friends that you're doing this. Well, moving forward, taking that first step onto the stage or to buying that property or telling your friends and family members that you're starting this business, that is the start of you taking hold of that fear and acting in the face of that fear, where you're acting in courage, moving forward. Now today, I am super excited to have a good friend of mine who's coming on the show to share with us how we can become public speakers and tackle the idea of getting paid to speak to a lot of people at once. I mean, he's getting paid as much as $12,000, or $20,000 per speaking event. Imagine that. Imagine making $15,000 in one speaking event over one weekend. Imagine if you had five of those speaking gigs in one year, that's $75,000 for five times. You know, speaking five times, 
that would actually be very, very good if you could. Now you have to have a lot of stuff going on with you, and that's what our expert is going to be sharing with us today. His name is Adam Carroll, fantastic public speaker, and he's going to help us to get past our fears, to move forward, and to become a public speaker. All right, here we go. Adam Carroll, thank you so much for being on the show, man. Dustin, thanks for having me. It's good to be back. It's good to uh, see you in person here. I feel like the last time we were together was, uh, it was RubeCon. It was, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and what's fun is with the show, Successful Unemployed, I've been walking everybody through the process of me creating a brand new business, Live RubeCon, and you were there and you were speaking and everybody said, actually, no, I have to say this. Um, without provocation, I didn't ask anything, but I had numerous people, uh, attendees say, Adam is my new best friend. I'm like, what? <laughs> you, just, you just went to his talk and he's your new best friend. He's like, yes, I want to, I want to uh, get to know Adam. Adam and I are hanging out. So this is a treat for everybody here on the Successful Unemployed show, because you're, they're going to get an inside look at your history and everything. So it was fantastic having there. So in the idea of thinking of like everything that you've done in your life, getting to where you're successful and employed now, you yeah. didn't start there. I mean, you had debt, you had businesses you had to create and work at a job. Would you mind walking us through a little bit of like you crushing debt and you becoming financially independent? Because, you know, if you have debt, it's really hard to be financially independent. No doubt. No doubt. Um, well, I'll tell you, going back in the way back machine here, Dustin, and it's it's especially poignant for me because on Friday of this week, I celebrate 22 years with my wife. Um, so we've been, we'll have been married 22 years, known each other for 25. Um, so it's kind of amazing to think about, you know, someone being in your life for that long. And, and, um, it's clearly over well over half my life that I've spent with this woman. Um, when I first met her, Dustin, I was, uh, I was an idiot. I, I mean, my, I had my financial head so far up my financial, you know what I couldn't see straight and in meeting her and, and us really coming together as a couple, she said to me at one point, get rid of your debt, or I'm going to get rid of you. And yeah. Yeah. I, well, I had that same look on my face. I was kind of like, what, how, how could you, you know, you're going to get rid of me if I don't get rid of this. And then I realized that we had come from two very different money backgrounds. And so for her debt or overspending in general, uh, she looked, you know, very unfavorably upon because she came from a household that didn't have a lot and they scrimped and saved and pinched every penny and all of that. And, um, you know, sure she had borrowed some for college, but by the time we were both done with school, I think between the two of us, we had $48,000 worth of student loans, credit card, car loans, you know, consumer debt and the like. And what we did, which was a little bit different than most is we decided we were going to live on one income for our first couple of years of marriage. Um, it happened to be hers cause she was my sugar mama at the time. So John Camuta wrote a book called debt-free and prosperous living way, way back in the nineties. And he, he was one of the first, um, independent publishers, like doing, doing, uh, self-publishing and selling books through the, through the mail actually, as it was. So he would do these radio ads and then you'd order this book and he would he would send it to you. So I paid the $47 plus shipping and I got the book and I, um, was going through his book and I'm like, I, we can do this. I know we can do this. So over the next 24 months, we literally snowballed our way completely out of debt and had paid off 20, 24 months. And we'd paid off 48,000 plus in student loans, car loans, credit cards, consumer debt. And all we had was a mortgage when we were in our mid twenties. That is super phenomenal. And we think of 
so many people go into debt. And that's a big thing that keeps most of us from becoming financially independent and becoming successfully unemployed. Because when you have that debt hanging over you, then you're constantly have to pay more money than you're even spending. Like you're just borrowing that money and you're spending that money. Now, when I quit my job, I was blessed to have good debt. If you've read Rich Dad Poor Dad, you know, good debt is put puts money into your pocket. Bad debt takes money out of your pocket. And I had no bad debt, which was great, but I had lots of good debt. And when I was quitting my job, my wife said, very similar to your wife, she said, hey, if you're going to quit your job, you better pay off a lot of these loans. I'm like, ah, but, but, and she said, well, we have money in the bank. Like, but, but babe, that's not for paying off debt. That's for buying more investments. And she goes, no, I don't care. If you're going to quit your job, you better pay off this debt. So we have that, you know, much less payments coming out. I'm really blessed to be able to say that, yes, we paid off a lot of loans, 30 plus properties. Now we only have like four, four loans on all of them. The rest of them just, yeah, they're just cash flowing, which is fantastic. So getting out of debt helps you overall. And then on top of that, you become financially independent because you just have that much less money coming out of your pocket. So you said, was it the debt snowball that helped or was there something else that you used? Well, I'll tell you this, this is like super minute, but it, but it made a huge difference. Um, I think what happens, Dustin, is people go, they get, they go into debt, getting all the trappings of wealth. They, they go into debt to get their car. They go into debt to get their home. They got to buy furniture. So they go into debt to get their furniture. They've gone into debt to get a degree potentially. So we have, we have, we're hang, all this debt is hanging around us and we've sort of been accustomed to believe that it's normal, natural, and good to have it. You know, I mean, society teaches us that watch the TV critically and all the commercials, half the commercials on TV are about finance this or get this for cheaper or 1.9% or whatever the number is, they're all going to sell you on why you should have debt. And so one of the things in, in John Commuta's book was he said, make it front and center. So on your refrigerator door, have a list of all of the debts that you have and begin redlining them out one by one as you knock them out. And, you know, everyone today, I, I, I'm using these generalities, not everyone. Many people today are using Mint or they're using YNAB or they're using some aggregator that's pulling all their data in from their, you know, from their, uh, their bank account. But I believe very few of them are looking at it every single time they walk in the house or they open the refrigerator door. Well, when it is front and center for you, as it was for us, we became militaristic about paying these things off. You know what I mean? Because that big red marker, we'd take a Sharpie and we would like celebrate redlining the debt that we had just paid off. And, and like a little tidbit here, my wife and I, as we were going through our debt payoff journey, um, we were finding all different ways to cut back. So when we went out to eat with friends, we would drink water and then we'd come home and have two buck chuck at home, right? The Trader Joe's wine. And when we crossed out one of our debts, then we'd splurge and we'd go buy a $12 bottle of wine. It, we were like really living a high life, you know, when we'd buy, uh, you know, something nice like that. But I think keeping it front and center was one of the secrets. And um, if people are going to blast away debt, you have to have definiteness of purpose about knocking those debts out one by one. If you want to know anybody's I guess, personal life, obviously looking at their checkbook is one, but you don't look at it all the time. Like look, look where their money goes. But it, the second place is a refrigerator. They put important things on the refrigerator, like kids accomplishments, you know, pictures and, you know, birthday things coming up and even just random things that they know are important because they go to the refrigerator. That's, we go there all the time, at least three or four, maybe more times in a day. And when I always, before I grab, 
the, the refrigerator handle, I look at everything on there just because that's where your eyes are. And so that is help so helpful. So I love that granular type of thinking is you're putting it now. Some people might say, you know, like put on your mirror when you are, you know, waking up in the morning, you can see that that's one. That's another good one. But go put it on someplace where you can always go back to it and see it. You know, you'll go there. You know, you're sitting, it puts it in the forefront of your mind. So that's a great, great idea. I heard a great on that note. Um, I heard a great tidbit in a TED talk. It was all about how I changed my life with one password. And this person was talking about how they changed their password to a goal that they had set for themselves. So every time they logged in, they had to type their goal for the password. So you could now, please don't use this verbatim because people listening to your show will all guess your password. But imagine every time you logged into Gmail or a calendar or a, you know LinkedIn or wherever, it was, I will be debt-free by December 12th, 2023. Can you imagine if every single time you type that, what you're doing is like programming into your brain that this is what's going to happen? No, that's another great, great one. And so with that, becoming financially independent, obviously successful and employed, you have to be financially independent in order to do that. It seems like debt really gets in the way. Now, I love the idea. I'm, I'm really good at making more money. My wife's really good at being frugal and saving the money. So she makes sure that I don't spend it, and which is a great, great you know payoff together. So- yeah, so let's talk about now because we on success and unemployed, we talk all about building more businesses, creating more money. But let's start diving in to the getting rid of debt and and really becoming financial financially independent that way. So, is there anything that we should do, like maybe outline what debts we have? Like, what are your thoughts to get started if we're going to start knocking out our debt? Uh, one thing I want to touch on really quick that you said that that uh, sparked a thought for me is that you and you and I and our wives are probably very similar in that we play really good offense and they play really good defense. Totally. And if you're going to win the money game, the game that we all play with money and become successfully unemployed, one of the things you have to do is actually learn to play both really well. And the example I give folks is... And I want to pause for a quick second and share that, honestly, I really want you to invest in real estate. My new goal in my life, my first goal was to quit my job in 10 years, and I did that, accomplished that at 37. Now my new goal is to help 1 million people invest in real estate. So two things I would ask from you. Number one, if you get anything out of this episode, please share it with somebody else. Just say, hey, you know, check out Dustin. He really wants to help a million people to invest in real estate. That's number one. Number two, I want to get you to invest in real estate get my real estate investing course absolutely for free. Text the word rental, R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777. Rental to 33777. I'll literally give you my course, show you how to find an area of the country to invest, how to build the business first. You know, I always talk about that and how to find the right properties, how to make sure you're getting experts to do the work for you and scale the business to where you're making $250 or more in passive income, scale it to quit your job, I'll literally get to you or go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. Obviously, it'll be in the description, but I really, really want you to invest in real estate because the more that actual normal everyday people own real estate that are good landlords, the better everybody's life gets. Do you watch the NBA at all, Dustin? No. Yeah. What's what's that? <laughs> the NBA, the National <laughs> Basketball Association. <laughs> so no, I don't watch it. <laughs> my boys are into it. We watch it every now and again. We're, we're huge fans of the Golden State Warriors and Steph Curry and the, their team is having just an amazing season. But one of the things we watch is the All-Star Game every year. And if you watch the NBA All-Star Game, the score is like 50 points a quarter that they're scoring because they play zero defense 
it is a hundred percent offense. And then in the last quarter, the fourth quarter, then, then the score is like 26, you know, it's 26 points at 28 points because they finally start playing defense. And this is what happens in society today. We play offense, offense, offense. We play no defense. And then in the fourth quarter of our lives, so to speak, we go, oh crap, I don't have enough saved or I have to minimize my expenses or whatever in order to be able to retire. And if we were to play it differently, like hundred percent reverse, if your focus was on getting rid of debt first and, and you're playing, you know, you learn how to play defense well, but you're playing offense the entire time, you can expand your wealth that much faster as you go along. So in answer to your question, what do you start with? You start by listing all of your debts. And I would encourage you, if you're a paper and pencil person, write them all out by hand. Something interesting happens in your brain when you write it out by hand versus if you type it on a computer. And I think that lots of us have built spreadsheets that live on the interweb somewhere and we never see again. So if you're writing all these down and you're listing the debt name, the balance, the minimum payment, the interest rate, and it may be how long you've had it, um, or the way that we were instructed to do this was you divide the minimum payment into the balance, which will tell you how many months it's going to take you to eradicate that debt. And when you start looking at those and you go, oh, I, I have this credit card debt, but it's going to take me 38 months at my minimum payment to knock it out you may feel more inspired to begin knocking those down because why would you ever take that long to pay off a, you know, let's say it's a $2,500 debt when you could maybe knock that out in a few months. If you have it, uh, if you're, if you're intentionally going after that one, that one debt. So that's the first thing I would do. Dustin as I would, I would make a note of everything that I have in front of me. So it is crystal clear how much I'm spending and how much the interest is on each of those. So I personally really enjoy the snowball method, or I think that's a really good method to start hacking away at debt. Can you quickly, because you brought it up um, too, can you quickly talk about the snowball method and how that actually can help to build it up faster and faster, knock debt out quicker? You, I doubt you did this, but I'm sure you have friends that have done this, that they have a number of debts. They've got car loan, credit card, maybe a couple of credit cards, a student loan, they've got a mortgage and they get an extra $300, right? In their paycheck. They, they worked a little overtime. They got an extra $300. And so naturally people will say, well, I got an extra $300. I have six debts. I'm just going to send an extra $50 to every one of those. And in, in their heart of hearts, they believe they're doing the right thing, right? Well, I'm going to spread it out. And I pay a little bit extra on everything. But the analogy that I give folks is if I gave you a piece of bread and I said, I want you to toast this bread and I gave you the option of using a flashlight or a blowtorch, you'd be like, I'll take the flashlight. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> and someday I'll toast this thing. And it's going to be great when I have toast finally, but it's going to take you forever. And so the, the snowball method is essentially instead taking a blowtorch to one piece of bread until it's toasted and then throwing that aside and then toasting the next piece of bread and throwing that aside. So the way we do that is you go after the lowest balance debt until it's completely gone, making minimum payments to everything else except that lowest balance debt. And when you do that, you're going to knock out the debt in record time. And then whatever your minimum payment was on that debt, you roll that up into the next lowest balance debt and so on and so forth. And by the time you get to your vehicle or your student loan or your mortgage, 
your your payments, your minimum payments, if you will, that you're sending in could be a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars. And so you can see how if maybe paying off your mortgage isn't that important to you, you can see how just knocking out a car loan that has twelve thousand dollars left over, but you're sending two grand at a time. Well, you got six months and you just knocked out your car loan. And most people can be completely out of debt, not including their mortgage within somewhere between two and four years, if you really go at it hard. And what's interesting is some people might think, oh man, two to four years. Oh, that's a long time. I might not even start. Like that's just, if you have those thoughts, I would suggest you put that away because what Adam and I have done, not just in our debt, but in all of our business in our life, we look at getting things in the future and putting in hard work now. It's called delayed gratification. Moving forward, because we know what's the right way to go. We know that it's going to benefit us in the future, even though we might not get it right now. In fact, I blame the microwave for most of the problems in this world. And then TikTok now, because TikTok's just horrible. (laughs) I know there are probably a lot of people (laughs) that love TikTok. But like the microwave, you know, before you'd have to boil water and cook the food. It would take at least 20 minutes, 30 minutes to cook something. Now, literally the microwave, you put it in and within a minute, you always, there's a 60 second or 30 second boom and it should come out. That's usually how we approach everything is like, hey, it should be faster. Anything worthwhile doing is worthwhile doing it well and uh, slowly and getting there in the slow, uh, it's not necessarily slow. It's being methodical and doing it right. We're going to do it right from the very beginning. So there was also something you brought up to me um, recently, which is amazing. And I've honestly heard about this. And this is, uh, you brought this way to get out, out of debt. Um, and I've heard about it before you talked about it to me, but it was too confusing for me. And then you told me about it and you said, Hey, if you utilize this technique, now it's not the Sobol method. It's a little different. If you utilize this technique to get out of debt, it will like dramatically make it even much faster, which is even better. Cause we want things like microwave very fast, but it's utilizing more debt to get this off, which was really, really weird, but you explain it so much better than I ever could. So talk to us about this new way, not say new, but this way that you have found to get rid of debt utilizing, let's say, you know, our home or something like that. So what you're referring to, we call the shred method. Um, and I say, we, it's my team and I who built, uh, built an educational platform and a software around this method. Um, and in, in essence, Dustin, I'll, I'll give sort of the the 30,000 foot view from a uh, more technical standpoint, and then I'll oversimplify it, okay? So the the technical standpoint is we use interest rate arbitrage to help people pay less in interest on their mortgage, their car loans, their credit cards, their student loans, et cetera. And essentially what we're doing is we're using the bank's money against itself. And in essence, what it entails is we're using a home equity line of credit which is a lending tool, we're borrowing using a home equity line, um, which for those that are not in the know, this is tied to the equity in your home. And it's a line of credit that allows you to borrow in short bursts, but pay back rapidly as well. Like a credit card. Like a credit card. Um, We we treat it like a two-way street. So money goes in and money comes out, whereas your mortgage is a one-way street. Money only goes in, it doesn't come back out again. And the advantage of it is when you're borrowing money in short bursts, and you're borrowing smaller amounts than what might be on your mortgage. And we're talking like, these could be amounts of 300 to to 10,000 at a time, but you're only borrowing it for maybe somewhere between 10 days and and 45 days, right? 
And in that amount of time, the amount of interest that you pay on that money is negligible, like dollars in interest. But the difference is the money that you're dropping on your debts will save you in the long run, tens of thousands of dollars in interest, particularly with your mortgage. So what we're doing is we're showing people how, and this is the caveat, you have to have more money at the end of your month. You can't have more month at the end of your money. People who, who don't have the discipline to spend less than they make, this does not work for you. If you're prone to overspending and your credit card bills keep going higher and higher and higher, you have a spending problem and you can't borrow your way out of a spending problem. But if you have a lot of debt and you're feeling like you can never get ahead, even if you're making some, you're making extra, right? This system will work for you. And what we do is we teach you how to leverage that home equity line of credit as a checking account to pump your money through on a every bi-week basis, right? Or every month, a month by month basis. And then the software based on a number of complex algorithms will tell you how much from that HELOC you're going to send to various debts to knock those out quickly. In effect, we use the snowball method in the midst of it, but the HELOC allows you to do it that much faster. Okay. So we have a mortgage. Let's say we have a 30 year fixed and there's always money coming out of our pockets into the mortgage and we're paying that down. But with the home equity line of credit, it's in and out as well. And with that, the 30-year fixed mortgage, we pay a lot more in interest as opposed to a home equity line of credit, meaning we're a 30-year fixed, we're literally paying every single month a lot of money. In fact, the way mortgages are, are created for the bank, they make most of their money in the first five to maybe eight years. Like that's where they make the majority of their money. That's why they want you to refinance every five to eight years. So they keep starting that whole debt clock all over again. That's why we don't want to keep chasing that. But with the home equity line of credit, it's a different type of interest. Can you explain that? So you're spot on that the, the mortgage, the 30 year fixed mortgage is a compound interest vehicle. And the way that interest is, is figured on a mortgage is your interest is charged based on the total balance of your mortgage on the last day of the previous month. So if we're recording this on May 31st, as an example, then the interest that you'll pay on your mortgage will be calculated on whatever the balance was to, on today's date. And you'll pay that next month in the month of June, right? Well, on a, on a HELOC, it is calculated differently because it's a simple interest vehicle the amount of interest that you pay is calculated based on the average daily balance of that loan. So you may borrow uh, for even round numbers. Let's say you borrow $1,000 against it, but then you have income that comes in of $800, which brings it down to $200. And then we borrow against it a little bit, maybe three or $400. So we're back up to 600. And then you get paid a couple of bonuses and you're down to $100. The average daily balance for that month might only be 200 bucks. So you're actually paying interest on the $200 over the course of 30 days, which again would be in this example, it might be cents. It might be a couple of dollars. Um, if we're talking about 10,000 or 20,000, most people don't realize this, but you might pay $10, $15, $20 in interest. But by dropping that significant chunk of money on your mortgage, it might save you somewhere between 10 and 18 payments, right? And if you're paying an average of $1,000 a month in interest on those payments to your mortgage, if you shave 18 months off your amortization table, you've just saved yourself roughly $18,000 in interest over the life of your That's mortgage. Amazing. Yeah, wow. so 
this can definitely be used not just for paying off your own home. Like if you have a car, right? If you had a oh. home line of credit, you can use this to pay off any debt. Is that, am I hearing that correctly? Absolutely. Absolutely. And some people will say, yeah, but my car's at 1.9% and the, the interest isn't that expensive, which is true. Um, you know, it's on $20,000 or $50,000 or whatever your car loan is. But what, what the shred method really takes advantage of is, um, most people, and let me take a step back. I believe that most people today don't have an income problem. They have a liquidity problem. So we make enough income to pay our bills. The banking system is guaranteed that to, because when they underwrite us, they go, well, how much income do you have? Okay. Well, you can afford a $750 car payment. Right. And so people wrap themselves into a five or six or seven year car payment. And now they're offering 10 year car payments, Dustin. You can imagine someone financing their car for 10 years just to be able to afford the payment that they have on that card, on that car. So what the shred method utilizes is the logic that your income is the key to making this work. So if you lock up $750 a month in income on your car loan, that's $750 of income that could be powering the shred method to blast away debt quickly. So our goal is to get rid of things like credit card debt, car loan debt, potentially student loans. Number one, to free up the, uh, to, to not pay the interest that we're going to pay on those. But number two, to free up the payment that you're making to those debts in the first place so that you can plug them into the shred tool and shred your debt that much faster. We're basically creating, we're creating free cash flow and we're creating liquidity in the process. So I am definitely not that smart, especially when it comes to numbers. Like I'm definitely not, it mostly likely everybody listening to this show is much smarter than I had. I know you're smarter than me. And so what's great is you have that software, the shred method software that literally does all the work for you. And so as I was looking through, I was like, oh my goodness, all I got to do is just put a couple numbers in and then it really tells me exactly what I need to do. So talk to us about that shred method software that you have, because it's, it's really amazingly powerful and it gets people out of debt so much faster than they ever thought it possible. The software itself is based on, on somewhere between seven and nine complex algorithms that are doing calculations all the time in the background that are trying to figure out the most efficient way to use your income. And there's a, you know, we, we started talking about income efficiency and how, how efficient is your income. But the challenge for most people is they don't realize how inefficient their income really is. Um, the software does all the math for you. So for people who say, I don't really, you know, I, how much should I send? Or I don't know how much to send, or I'm not that disciplined. The software literally will tell you on today's date, action required is send $1,321.88 from your HELOC to your mortgage or to your credit card or to your student loan. And what it's doing is it's, it's calculating how much of the available HELOC do you have based on your income and expenses over the next several days? And can you send that to a debt that will offset how much interest you would be paying or saving? Um, in effect, it's creating efficiency all the time. And so I give people this example. If you were to leave your house in the morning to go to the grocery store, and let's say it's seven or eight o'clock when you go and you come back home, knowing that you have to go to the post office at 4 p.m. that afternoon, would you leave your car idling in the driveway? No. You wouldn't, right? Why wouldn't Absolutely you? Absolutely not. You're just wasting. Yeah, it's wasteful. 
it's inefficient. It's hard on the engine. You're burning gas. You're polluting the environment, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, some people have said, cause your car will get stolen. And I was like, not in Iowa. People would come wash it for you and be like, oh, I saw your car was running. <laughs> so here's what I tell people. You having money sitting in a checking or a savings account for months and months and months and years on end is like leaving your car idling in the driveway all day long while you wait to go from the grocery store to the post office inside. And when folks are like, well, but you got to have savings, you got to have six to 12 months of living expenses and so on and so forth. I, I will typically ask the question, do you need access or do you need availability? Do you have to have the funds there or can you, can you make sure that you have a place to be able to go get it? And, and there's a lot of you know, nuances to this. Like I want to ask people, well, how secure is your income and how consistent and predictable is your income? And so in the grand scheme of us talking about being successfully unemployed, Dustin, two things happen that make it incredibly possible to be successfully unemployed when you're using shred. Number one, our monthly bills keep going lower and lower and lower and lower, right? Because we're knocking out all of our debt. That's number one. Number two, the money that we have available to us, that liquidity pool could go to invest in our business. We could buy additional real estate. We could uh, support the company that we're building. Uh, we could be buying digital ads if we're selling a, uh, like an e-commerce product. So the money that we have is going to build our business and it, and, and because our monthly bills are going lower and lower, it becomes that much easier to afford a financially free lifestyle. And as you talk about that, I have, I have one property that's in Houston, Texas. I'm thinking why in the world, like I have a good amount of money in the bank. Why in the world am I not paying that off? Like, why am I not using shred? So I'm like kicking myself. I need to start using shred right now just to get rid of that mortgage because it's just like, oh, this is just a waste. I'm letting my car idle. <laughs> it's just a waste. I mean, let's say you put, you had, let's say you had $20,000 in there, right? And if you had $20,000 in the bank right now and you're making a quarter of a percent, you're making $50 a year on the money sitting in your bank account. If you have $20,000 on a mortgage, on a 30 year fixed mortgage, you're going to probably spend, and I'm riffing on this, but I mean, let's say it's 800 to a thousand dollars in interest in one year, just having a mortgage there. So you tell me who's, who's more intelligent, the banker or the, or the borrower when we do this to, to ourselves and we put it away. Cause we're like, but it feels good. I have 20 grand sitting in the bank. I can see it. I can touch it. I can feel it. And I look at my HELOC which most of our clients have a HELOC in the 50 to $150,000 range. You can look at your HELOC and go, I have access to it. It's there. I see it. I can feel it. I can go to the bank. I can withdraw the money just like I could if it's in a savings account. So what is the real difference? No, that's, that's the biggest thing is having, and you said liquidity, but having access to get it. Now you have a webinar because there's so much more about this and so many more nuances to it. So I want to give everybody. So if you go to successfullyunemployed.co forward slash shred, it'll send you to um, Adam's whole entire webinar, walking you through everything. And then it also give you a discount, to, I believe something like that to get onto the shred if you want to use it. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All of the successfully unemployed listeners get a, a, a coupon code where they can get a discount to shred. Um, and, and it's an amazing, like, first of all, let me just say this, this is not a sales pitch. Um, it's more of a way of life for me. And I just want to enroll people in living the life that I am and that you are, which is one where, I mean, candidly, you make enough money on your rental properties. You really don't have to do any of this. You're doing this out of the pure enjoyment of it. 
Um, I, I make enough money off of one speaking gig per month that covers all of my expenses. And I don't say that to boast or brag or be a big shot. It's more like I could go discount gigs and make enough to cover monthly bills because our bills are so low and we're technically financially free at this point. Um, but I love to do this and I want to show other people how to achieve freedom. So whether you decide to pursue shred or not go through the webinar, understand the concepts intuitively, you can go do this on your own without the software and without the course, anybody can do this. It's just people don't because we are programmed by society to operate in a certain way with our money and where the bankers have taught us to walk heel, toe, heel, toe. Shred teaches you to walk toe, heel, toe, heel. And it, and it creates behavior change in the process where honestly, I don't think my wife and I could ever go back to the way we, we did it before Dustin. We just couldn't because we know it was inefficient. And I know from like a lot of my students, I coach real estate have started jumping over to working with you and shred because of just how much money you save them. Now you have countless amounts of uh, testimonials and everything, but let's help, help everybody figure out where they could find you. Cause we're definitely going to give that link successfully unemployed.co forward slash shred, get over to your webinar. Any other ways that people could either reach out to you, find you online or anything like that? Yeah, you can find me on uh, actually we, so the shred method is on Instagram and we do quite a few posts on Instagram. So it's the dot shred method. Um, you can find me on Instagram, adam.carroll. C-A-R-R-O-L-L. And if you want more info, info on me or on shred or on any of the things I've done, and, um, you know, I, this may be in my bio on your, on your site, Dustin, but I've got a documentary on student loan debt that I did several years ago. I've got a Ted talk, uh, that's approaching 6 million views on Ted.com and YouTube. Um, all of that can be found at adamcarroll.info, uh, A-D-A-M-C-A-R-R-O-L-L.I-N-F-O. I am super blessed to have you, uh, definitely count you as a friend and have you on the show. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing all this great wisdom. Well, you have this amazing network of people, Dustin, and, and um, I love how willing you are to share information with others. Like you're one of those selfless dudes I know in terms of making sure other people are equipped for financial freedom. Um, and if, you know, if successfully unemployed is where you're leading people, I want to get on that train. Today's episode has been brought to you by the Real Estate Wealth Builders Membership. That's the membership that I founded teaching people how to quit their J-O-B by investing in real estate rental properties. Now, Real Estate Wealth Builders is your place to learn how to invest in real estate with five different masterclass courses group coaching with me and a private student community where we all work together, all the tools and the discounts, all the resources and everything that you need to quit your J-O-B by investing in real estate. Now, I do want to show you how to do this completely for free. If you want to learn about investing in real estate for free, I want to get you my free real estate investing course. Text the word rental to 33777. That's R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777 so you can see how you can quit your job that J-O-B by investing in real estate. I'll show you how to find properties, how to use other people's money to buy properties, and how to scale the business to be successfully unemployed just like I did. Now, did you also know that there are video versions of each and every single episode on the Successfully Unemployed show? Well, I did record every single one of these for you. I recorded them for you so you will be able to learn from the experts themselves, see what they're doing, see everything that they are talking about on this show visually 
and all their examples, all their slides, all their pictures that they even draw, everything is on there. Go to successfullyunemployed.co forward slash YouTube. Or if you just go to YouTube and type in successfully unemployed, more than likely you're going to find me. So successfullyunemployed.co forward slash YouTube. And I would truly appreciate it if you subscribe to Successfully Unemployed on YouTube and wherever you're listening to this podcast, subscribe to this show so that you can always get every bit of new information on how to quit your J-O-B. Also, if you got anything out of the show, share it with just one person. Share it with just one person so that they can see the light that it is so much better to not work a job, be successful, unemployed, and be your own boss. All right, guys, this is it for today's show. I will see you next week. See ya. See ya.